This is the Information Brief. A Holyoke Media Service with the most recent updates of relevance in the city of Holyoke and the Pioneer Valley. I'm Johan Rashivega, and this is the information for today, Tuesday, March 31st of 2020. Governor Baker announces extension of closure of non-essential businesses until May 4th. The death of 11 veterans at the Holyoke Soldier Home takes by surprise the community. Superintendent has been placed on leave. Holyoke Mayor provides an update. Department of Elementary and Secondary Education Commissioner sent out a public letter to parents with information about the school closures. And Governor Baker updated the federal assistance for unemployment. On a press conference held this afternoon, Governor Charlie Baker announced the extension of the order of closure for non-essential businesses until May Fourth. With this, new instructions on what are considered essential and non-essential businesses will be shared. As soon as this information becomes available, we will be reporting it on this information brief. The main story of today, in a tragic turn of events, Holyoke is mourning the death of 11 veterans at the Holyoke Soldiers' Home as we receive confirmation by the State Department of Veterans Services. Superintendent Bennett Walsh has been placed on administrative leave and some immediate changes have been implemented at the Soldiers' Home Operation, like placing an on-site clinical command team comprised of medical, epidemiological, and operational experts responsible for the response to the outbreak. Based on the official information received as of Monday afternoon, the Soldiers' Home in Holyoke had confirmed 11 veteran resident deaths, five of which tested positive for COVID-19, five pending test results, and one is unknown. However, just a few minutes ago, it was confirmed that the number of veteran residents' deaths is no longer 11, but 13. Other numbers report 11 veteran residents have tested positive for COVID-19, 25 veteran residents are pending test results, and five staff tested positive. All resources at the Holyoke Soldiers' Home are at the clinical command team's disposal to ensure an immediate and full response to the situation under the direction of Acting Superintendent Val Liptak. Additionally, the National Guard has been requested to support on-site testing of residents and will expedite the results. Residents at the Soldiers' Home have been isolated and employees have been advised to quarantine until they are asymptomatic. This information comes to the light after one positive case of COVID-19 was reported a week ago. The Soldiers' Home operations are currently under review. This morning, on a Facebook Live update by Holyoke Mayor Alex Mortz, he provided a timeline of the situation at the Holyoke Soldiers' Home, and we have his full statement. I wanted to start off by saying that the veterans and everyone at the Soldiers' Home, these are people that 
gave their all, risked their lives uh, to protect all of us, um, and they they deserve better, uh, frankly. I um, we've been monitoring this situation every day over the last several weeks, as as all of you know, and we've been monitoring the number of cases. In just the last few days, it was on on Friday that we were our board of health nurse. Um, is uh, the point person that gets notified of any cases in the city. And so we get a daily report of the number of cases and if there's been any deaths related to coronavirus. It was on Friday that we learned that there was one case that had turned into several cases at the soldier's home. It was on Saturday morning that I received anonymous uh, communication from folks affiliated with the soldier's home um, <clears throat> describing the conditions and the gravity of the situation at the soldier's home. Uh, we took that uh, that email and alerted our board of health to reach out to the soldier's home. Um, and unfortunately, we didn't hear back on, on Saturday uh, from the facility to, to, to get our questions answered, um, so on and so forth. And it was on Sunday that I directly reached out to the superintendent of, of the facility, uh, Bennett Walsh, um, to, to ask my questions, to get a direct understanding as to what is going on. As many of you know, there were uh, things being posted on Facebook and social media over the weekend. And um, given that we were not getting a response as a city, uh, I reached directly out to Superintendent or then Superintendent Walsh. And I was shocked um, on the phone call when uh, the superintendent let me know that there had been eight veteran deaths between Wednesday and Sunday without any public notification, without any notification to my office um, and also just no notification to to the state government that oversees this facility uh, in the first place. And our questions, uh, you know, focused around lack of communication uh, and lack of transparency to, to the public. Uh, and we made it very clear that we had an expectation that they alert the public as soon as possible as to what steps they're taking, uh, because obviously there's a lot of angst and fear and anxiety among not only the staff, but of the residents there. Uh, and a family members of friends who have uh, folks there as well. And I've heard from many of you over the last 24 to 48 hours as well. And we're uh, gonna do everything we can to get proper information to you, connect you to the appropriate leadership at the, uh, at the soldier's home to get the information that, uh, that you need. I, I will also say I was incredibly disappointed on the call on Sunday with the superintendent. There was a, a clear lack of urgency. Uh, on that phone call uh, where we were repeatedly told that these are folks that had underlying health conditions. Uh, I'm not disputing that people had underlying health conditions um, or that the folks that passed away are in a demographic that is uh, less able to fight this virus, uh, but that's certainly not an excuse for uh, improper uh, isolation of those folks that uh, did test positive. Um, and I know this is a concern at the soldier's home. It's also a concern, frankly, at other nursing home facilities other um, longer-term care facilities, not just here in Holyoke, but all across uh, our country, which means we need to be even more vigilant about uh, preventing the spread uh, at these facilities. Um, after leaving the conversation with the, um, with the superintendent on Sunday, um, had another conversation with the Secretary of Veterans Affairs, uh, and frankly left both of those conversations, again, disappointed in the lack of urgency or action uh, following that, um, that information that, that, that we were given on Sunday. And so I immediately reached out to the Baker administration. Uh, I um, reached out to the Lieutenant Governor, Karen Polito, uh, who got back to me within minutes, uh, saying that they would look into the situation and get on it as soon as possible. And it was within a half an hour that I received a call on my cell phone from 
Mary Lou Sutter, she's the secretary here in the state for health and human services, and let me know she would be sending a response team uh, in the morning, on Monday morning, uh, to fully understand the gravity of the situation at the Soldiers Home facility um, and take the proper actions. Uh, we've been in touch constantly over the last 24 hours. Uh, the secretary updated me yesterday that they were um, you know, putting the superintendent on leave and, and having a new superintendent come in in an acting capacity. Um, the uh, administrator of the Western Mass Hospital, um, LIPTAC, um, has now taken over as acting superintendent. Uh, they sent a response team of nurses and medical experts. The National Guard has been activated to assist the facility. Um, and I also got a call, um, an update from the Lieutenant Governor this morning that, that yesterday I was told every employee, every resident of the facility has now been tested for uh, the virus and they are all awaiting results. Uh, and the information we do have is that there have been 11 veteran deaths uh, between Wednesday and yesterday. Um, five of them directly tied to positive COVID-19 uh, results. The other five are pending results uh, and the 11th unknown at this time. And, you know, I do want to say I think the actions taken over the last couple of days will no doubt save lives in the coming days and coming weeks. Um, but I think we have to expect that um, the situation can get worse before uh, it gets better, not just at the soldier's home, but in our community, across our state and across our country. And um, if anything, I hope this elevates the seriousness of this of this situation. Uh, and again, I'm glad that the state is now taking uh, swift action to protect the most vulnerable among us, and again, those people that did everything they could to protect um, our rights and freedoms as uh, as Americans. And so um, this morning we lowered the flags around the city to half mass to uh, you know, mark our appreciation uh, for those veterans uh, that have passed away and also to show our solidarity with those veterans that are currently battling this illness um, in our community. So I know it's a, certainly a sad day for those family members that are personally impacted a sad day for our community, a sad day for the entire Commonwealth and our entire country. And we will make sure that we're in constant communication with the facility, the new leadership there, uh, and the state. Um, and glad to see that the state is now paying very close attention to, uh, to what is happening at the, at the soldier's home. Our condolences goes to the families of these now 13 deaths, these 13 veterans that died at the Holyoke Soldier's Home. The Massachusetts Department of Elementary and Secondary Education Commissioner Jeffrey Riley sent on Monday a letter addressed to parents with information regarding remote learning as well as updates on different matters related to the school closures. Some of the points addressed on this letter refer to remote learning, MCAS, special education, and meals. And during a call this morning, Commissioner Riley spoke more on detail about some of this topic, like, for example, the school days. You will note early on, uh, schools do not have to make up days that are canceled due to public health emergency beyond the previously set aside five school days. That is, the state is not requiring any school to go beyond its previously scheduled 185th day of school, although each district and school committees could determine if they wish to go longer or not. Some superintendents have asked if April vacation uh, could uh, be swapped out and those days could be used. We'll have guidance on that either later tomorrow, uh, today or tomorrow for districts. Another topic of interest, particularly in our local school district, are the MCAS testings. 
And this is what Commissioner Riley said about that. MCAS testing and the competency determination. I just want to talk for a minute about what the process is for this. I think people forget that we have actual both federal law and state law that has to be addressed before any determinations on MCAS can take place. Uh, for those of folks who have been reading the news recently, you saw that President Trump uh, allowed for district or states to apply for a waiver uh, to not do federal testing uh, this year. Massachusetts has applied for that waiver and has been given directional approval for that waiver so that uh, we think the federal government is giving us an official letter later that we will be exempt from that testing requirement. However, I want to remind people that there's also state law at place here. At the end of the day, we have to be both respectful of both federal and state laws. The state law also has MCAS testing in its purview, and Beacon Hill will be taking that item up in the coming days, which they may allow me the discretion to postpone, modify, or completely cancel the MCAS. If and when that's done, you should expect me to make decisions in short order in the best interest of our students. In other information, Governor Baker announced on Monday some updates regarding the CARES Act-related unemployment benefits for the self-employed and others. Most people know that last week Congress passed a substantial federal relief package that includes significant resources for unemployment insurance. There's a lot of good news here, and perhaps among the most important good news is the federal legislation will provide unemployment compensation to individuals who do not currently participate in the unemployment insurance system and therefore are not covered under existing federal unemployment law. This includes individuals who are self-employed, those who do contract work, and those who get paid um, using what is called a 1099. Those individuals, in addition to that, individuals who have recently exhausted their weeks of unemployment benefits and individuals who do not have sufficient earnings over the last year to qualify for state unemployment would also be eligible for this program. The CARES Act also extends the number of available weeks of benefits for all claimants and supports claimants' weekly benefit amount by $600 for the next four months. However, these benefits are currently unavailable as the Department of Unemployment Assistance is awaiting federal guidance. The not-so-good news is that states are still waiting on guidance from the federal government on how to implement and start distributing these funds. We expect this guidance to detail application requirements, business rules, eligibility determinations, exceptions, and technical requirements, all of which are critical to, assuming, to assuring that this program gets off to a good start. We continue to have active conversations with our federal partners. In fact, people were on the phone all weekend with them. But these benefits are not available to be applied for today. Right now, it's important that Massachusetts residents seeking these new federal benefits don't apply through the state's current unemployment insurance platform. Until the program is actually implemented under the federal guidance, those resources won't be available and the rules won't be in place to determine eligibility or how much people get on each of their checks. If you attempt to apply for them now, you won't be able to get through the system because the system won't actually have your name in it. And it may create a risk and a traffic jam for others who do qualify, who do participate in the existing unemployment insurance system and are able to access existing unemployment benefits. Updates will be posted on mass.gov slash 
unemployment slash COVID-19 as soon as they are available. Stay in the know with Holyoke Media. We are reporting different announcements, services, and updates in the local, state, and federal level related to the COVID-19 outbreak. The service is made available in English and Spanish for our community in the city of Holyoke and the Pioneer Valley. This is the information we have for now. We will continue updating and following up as soon as more information becomes available. If you have questions or information to share with us as well as your concerns, you can contact us on our different outlets on social media. We are on Holyoke Cable Channel 15 and also on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and podcast distribution platforms. This has been the Information Brief for March 31st, 2020. I'm Johan Rashivega, and you're watching Holyoke Media.